It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. All across the fantasy universe, welcome in, everybody, to the two-point stance. I am your host, Brian Drake, joined alongside FantasyPoints.com senior writer, managing editor, damn near owner of the place, Mr. Joe Dolan. Joe, we're kicking off something fun and new here at FantasyPoints.com. The two-point stance, you and I getting together, talking football all off-season long. I'm excited, my friend. How the hell are you? Uh, I-, I wanted to go into the season, too, Drake. It's great to be with you, and and, and it kind of feels like you know, when we announced the show, and by the way, that's that name, Two Point Stance. We literally came up with that like three hours ago, and we knew we'd been doing this show for weeks. And the, and and we have kind of at Fantasy Points exhausted nearly every permutation of the word X points, you know, to, to go with the branding. And I was like, two points, two pointer. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's more, that's more basketball. And then I got to two point stance. There's two of us. We're making stances, uh, taking stances, and and there's points. So there we go, Drake. It's good to be with you. But you know, this program though, it, it did, it felt inevitable. You and I, we've been, you know, buddies for a while. You were my elite bourbon hookup, even though I'm taking Tuesdays off of drinking as uh, part of my, uh, as part of my new year resolution. Um, I've already cut some weight, which, which, which helps. Um, But uh, you know, it's really something that this, this partnership felt inevitable. You've wanted to do it for years. I've wanted to do it for years and the timing was just right. Um, I think, you know, I, I think there's something that, you and I have a similar passion here. I think you have the experience. I have the experience. It was time for this marriage to work, man. I'm so glad to be here on Two Point Stance. It's going to be a regular podcast. This is not a one-off thing. Um, this is going to be something we're going to be doing multiple times a week in the offseason. We're going to have guests. We're going to do drafts. We're going to come up with all kinds of fun stuff to do for the podcast. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm, gl- I'm glad you're with me. Um, I could not be more excited. Now, we want you guys to be interactive with the show. Of course, follow us on Twitter at FantasyPTS. That is how you follow the site, Fantasy Points, or go over to FantasyPoints.com. I'm at Drake Fantasy. Joe is, of course, at FG underscore Dolan on Twitter. If you guys don't know me, I've hosted the Fantasy Football Hustle podcast for the last five years. My good buddy, Dwayne McFarlane, wrote for a little site called FightingChanceFantasy.com, hosted a show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio, and I am now a three-time Fantasy Sports Writers Association nominee uh, for some random different award, uh, but I, I'm super pumped up about that. They always say, "Oh, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's just nice to be nominated." You always think like that's kind of a cop out, but no, Joe, it's cool. You want to be nominated for awards, you know? If you win, it doesn't matter. I, I'm gonna carry around that nomination like it's an Oscar and be like, "Hey, guys, I was nominated. Did you win, Drake? Who cares? Nobody knows who the FF ballers are. Talking about me, I was nominated." I got one over my shoulder. It's back there somewhere. Uh, it's from the FSGA for Very Radio cool. Show of the Year. Drake, let's let, let's pepper that mantle uh, for both of us. But uh, not the goal of this podcast, though. The the goal of the podcast is really for us to to really have fun. By the way, you see back there uh, over my shoulder, um, those are two championship belts from the Flex Leagues. I'm adding a third this year, third in four years. So, uh, oh my god, we have a little. Yeah, you know, I got some hardware. I need to. I I, I have to ask Jake Seeley, who runs the Flex Leagues. I'm like, hey, when when does the when does the display case come? I don't need any more belts. Send a display case because uh, I'm running out of room for them. Uh, I know you just picked up a a belt yourself, by the way. Well, I I lo- the reason that I've now weaseled my way into fantasy points is to get closer to Graham Barfield. That son of a bitch who beat me by two points in the King's Classic to <laughs> take my trophy from me and, and my belt. Uh, so now I will I'll get closer to him and I'll go over to his house and I'll steal it one day. Uh, bring it back where it rightfully. Oh, excuse belongs. me. That's right. I'm sorry, Grammy. Uh, um, uh, my apologies. Oh, now now we're really off to a bad start. I it, it felt like I was uh, bringing up a uh, a sore spot for you. Well, some people have trophies. Some people don't. Some teams have quarterbacks and some don't. And that's what we're going to talk about today uh, in the AFC side. We'll get to the NFC side later in the week. Make sure you check out the YouTube page 
for all of the uh, videos that we'll be pumping out. So let's start things, Joe, with the Baltimore Ravens. We're going to look. We got a little fantasy. We got a little reality with the NFL. You know, it's playoff time. A lot of teams are out of it, so you're kind of just regrouping, maybe just taking a bigger picture look at the NFL as we head into 2023. Lamar Jackson, Joe, it was a weird year. Played 12 games, got injured. There's all the talk about his contract status, and he's heading now into free agency. He doesn't have an agent, and a lot of folks were saying he's not playing, not because he's injured, but because he's holding out for a contract. I didn't buy that at all. I think he's legitimately hurt. I had a doctor who comes on my serious show, and he's like, no, (laughs) PCL injuries are really serious, And, and Lamar Jackson is genuinely hurt. But if you look at Lamar Jackson, the guy finally made some money this year, made $23 million. UDFA, could they tag him? Absolutely. The Ravens at this point, Joe, they have no other. They have to work something out with Lamar Jackson. Where the hell else are they going to go? Their offense is tailored to his style. It might not be the best style to win games. Uh, and Gret now Greg Roman's gone, but I mean, You've got to think at some point, Lamar Jackson's going to be back in the saddle for the Ravens. So what I wanted to do here for this exercise um, is to try to make like almost like red light, green light, yellow light, each team for these quarterbacks. And if they're, if they're a red light, this team definitely does not have its quarterback. If it's a yellow light, it might, um, things have to go on and green light is definitely, we can't at this point though, Drake say that the Ravens are a green light. Lamar Jackson's a free agent. Okay. They have cap space. I think um, I'm looking at over the cap, wherever you get your cap detail. And I'm not a cap expert by any stretch of the imagination, but per over the cap, uh, they have the eighth most cap space in the NFL. But here's the problem with Jackson. And and this is probably where the Ravens are going to come. I'm with you. It almost feels like they have to work something out, but you're looking at a team that had no weapons. Lamar Jackson, once once they lost um, Rashad Bateman, Lamar Jackson, over the first three games of the season, accounted for 12 touchdowns. Over his next nine games, he accounted for eight. So he clearly was not playing well, but you look at this offense, and, and, and it was one of those teams for fantasy – they were almost a cross-off team with the exception of like J.K. Dobbins at the end of the year. You didn't want to – even Mark Andrews, you're like, oh, my God, I drafted him in the third round. I got to use him. And, and Huntley's out there. They had no wide receivers whatsoever. They need not just Lamar Jackson, but they need an entire infrastructure around him, starting with the new offensive coordinator. And are they going to have the money and the resources to pump into his weaponry? I mean, their best wide receiver at the end of the year was Sammy Watkins. Who they, who they literally picked up off the scrap heap. That is not tenable. And Lamar Jackson might be thinking, look, if if, if they're not going to do that, if they're not going to get better at that spot, why, you know, what what am I doing here? And now look, he should maximize his dollar. That there, There's no doubt about it. Um, bet on himself this year. Didn't work out for, for, for multiple reasons. But... I mean, I can't sit here and say that the Baltimore Ravens definitely have their quarterback next year. A lot of things could happen. Lamar Jackson, do I think it's most likely he's back in Baltimore? Absolutely. Can I guarantee it? I can't. And there's a lot that has to happen with this team for me to feel comfortable with with uh, with, with them for fantasy next year. Yeah, and I think he's going to be back just for the fact that you can tag him. And if you look at who's out there in free agency, you look at the Tom Brady's of the world. I mean, he doesn't fit that offense. Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, Daniel Jones, we'll get to him in the NFC podcast. Geno Smith, he likely comes back to uh, to Seattle. Ah, I mean, there's not really a lot of options here. So we'll see what happens in Baltimore. And really the fate of that team, it, it could change because the offensive coordinator has gone. It's going to be, we would assume, some sort of new offense. And you would, you've been told now that Lamar Jackson is going to have a hand in that offensive coordinator's hiring. So, one would assume if he's going to be there for the hiring, he's going to be there to play. One guy, Joe, who did get a new offensive coordinator this year was Josh Allen. I think it's safe to assume the Buffalo Bills are good at quarterback. They just might need to add some pieces around him for 2023. They really do. And I was in on what, what was your Gabe Davis stance this offseason, Drake? I thought he was fine. He's he's a hit or miss. He's a streaky guy. You know, it's one of those he's better for best ball type guy uh, I'll but take uh, everybody everybody's player. better for best ball I always uh, I mean that's always a qualifier because like you know, hey it's, it's always better when you don't have to set your lineup uh no um 
like I was, we were in on Gabe Davis. I really do think the injury at the beginning of the year affected him, but it's a, it's a, it's an L we have to take. I think he was playing better at the end of the year. Um, they need, they need a lot of help around Josh Allen. They definitely have their quarterback, um, mm-hmm. uh, but they need, they need more receivers this off season, maybe better offensive line. Um, I didn't like what I saw out of Ken Dorsey in that. Not that I think he had a good year, but in, in that game uh, against the Bengals, you know, you're, you're running down the end of the first half. And instead of running the ball a couple of times to get you closer for a p- potential field goal, he's throwing the ball, leaving Cincinnati more time on the clock. Um, I, I think the Buffalo Bills offseason is going to be one of the most fascinating, but not because of their quarterback, because we know they've got their guy. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills, they got pushed around against the Bengals. They got bullied, frankly. And they play a, a very soft brand of football. They're not aggressive at the line of scrimmage. They can't run the football to save their lives. And they have one weapon on the outside, and, and he acts like a dick <laughs> after he loses the game. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with him, Buffalo. But... I'd, re- I'd really like to see Buffalo go out and, and get a running game. That I think that would help Josh Allen so much. It would make him... If you look at Jalen Hurts and what he does, you know, with both guys who follow the Eagles pretty closely, look at how much it opens up Jalen Hurts because they can hand the football off to somebody you have to account for them. Nobody cares about Devin Singletary, okay? Nobody cares about the one James Cook run every four weeks. So we'll see what happens. Well, we know, the next few- by the way, they were interested in both McCaffrey. I think they might have called on Barkley. You know, this was a team that was interested in adding a big-time runner, and this was after – drafting James Cook in the second round. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them attack that position this offseason. I I would agree. And Saquon Barkley could be available. Uh, One guy who's not going to be available anytime soon uh, is Joe Burrow for the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't think there is an easier call in the show today than to say the Bengals are set there. What's great here, Joe, is they're set at quarterback. They're set at wide receiver. You know, Joe Mixon's good. They upgraded the offensive line. The challenge for them is going to be trying to keep all these pieces together. They need to win now while Joe Burrow's not making any money because down the line, you got to pay Higgins. I think Higgins leaves, to be honest. And then you're going to have to pay Jamar Chase. Boyd's kind of getting up there in years. Uh, But right now, boy, it doesn't get much better than Joe Burrow's spot in Cincinnati. Super Bowl window, wide-ass open for the Bengals. Fourth most cap space in the league. Obviously, it helps when you have a quarterback on his rookie contract. Um, this is a slam-dunk green light. So, so far, I'm, I'm saying one yellow light, that being Baltimore, and two slam-dunk green lights. The Bengals are, are not going to have a different quarterback next year. Deshaun Watson obviously has a fully guaranteed contract. He's not going anywhere for the Cleveland Browns. So, I think we it's safe to assume the arrow's pointing up here for the Browns. And, yes... Take all the off-field stuff aside, okay? We're just talking football here. He's making $46 million base salary every year through 2026. He's going to be there, okay? He's their quarterback, Uh, for better or worse. I mean, you know, and when it comes to fantasy, which, uh, Drake, you understand we're talking fantasy here. Would I, I, would I absolutely prefer, we were talking about all choir boys, absolutely, um, there's 53 guys on an NFL roster. Law of averages says there's going to be some shitbirds and some really big shitbirds. That that is obvious here. The, the the problem I have for fantasy when it comes to Watson is you know oh you know you look look at that game and I think people point out that game against the Commanders uh, in Week 17. Oh, he threw three touchdowns. Drake he completed nine passes in the game. What am I supposed to do with that? As an analyst. Now, I, I think the simplest thing is he was rusty, but he took two years off of football and he did not put good tape out there. So he is going to be one of the more fascinating evaluations, not just for him, but for this team around him, because because of his contract, they don't have cap space. So it's not going to be, I don't think it's going to be a roster that's really going to improve a whole lot more than what we have around it. That's going to be a team I'm going to, I'm going to, I think we're going to struggle with that on this podcast all off season, the Cleveland Browns. Where do you rank Deshaun Watson? Say you play in a dynasty league. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think Deshaun Watson's probably always available. And I think coming off this bad year, people be like, yeah, you know what? I, I, I can throw away Deshaun Watson. He's still really young. Uh, the offense is going to be built around him. If you're playing in dynasty right now, I don't think it's the craziest thing to go out there and try to get a piece of Deshaun Watson on the cheap. I mean, When's his price ever going to be lower? Never, uh, unless unless he comes out and plays like crap in the first month of next season, and then we're really looking at uh oh, 
You know, I, I think everybody on earth has said, what did the Browns get themselves into even before we saw him on the field for obvious reasons. And then he comes out and he quite frankly does not play well for a month and a half. So I, I mean, you're right. I mean, if you want to put everything aside and this is what I say about fantasy and I don't want to get into a soapbox thing on Deshaun Watson, but if you don't, if you want to actually, if you want to root for the people on your fantasy team, that's your prerogative. Like if you want to be able to say, Hey, I like that. That guy's my fantasy quarterback. That is all your prerogative, but you're hundred percent right based on that perception. And of course, based on the play of Deshaun Watson, um, it, he is, he is probably a lot cheaper than he was even at this point last offseason when we didn't even know where he was going to play. Talking about getting in cheap, getting in early, go over to fantasypoints.com right now, the super early bird special. You don't even need a promo code. You want to get in for next year. We're giving you 30% off our subscription plans. Again, there's no, I don't, you don't need a promo code. You don't need to know what secret buzzword to hit. No, you know, you're not looking on the bottom of a soda can. You're not finding Googling code. No. It's just 30% off. We're giving it to you right now. There's no better deal in the industry. There's no better site in the industry to be a part of. When you go over there and you find Joe Dolan, you find Scott Barrett, you find Graham Barfield, this son of a bitch, <laughs> John Hansen. How do I make – John Hansen is the fourth guy I'm talking about, the guru. The guy literally made me interested in fantasy football. Greg Cosell, the list goes on and on, the great guys over there. How about my guy Jake Tribby nominated for a couple of FS. Uh, WA Awards. Folks, do yourself a favor. If you want the best rankings out there, if you want DFS content, and I'm going to give you a little secret. We got something coming down the pike in terms of statistics for fantasy football. Nobody's going to be able to touch this stuff. Get in call, right now. Three hour call today about it, Drake. Yeah. Three Four hour call. I wasn't on the call. I've got a real job. Uh, I got kids to pay for here, right? Yeah. They haven't, they haven't the let me in that inner circle yet. I'm working on it. I'm working yeah. on it. Right? As opposed to the fake job I have. Now, uh, by the way, Super Early Bird expires on Super Bowl side. Expired. Expired. That commercial's still go- going on. I just saw it. Uh, yeah, your aunt. Your, your aunt comes over. She's going to tell you the Super Early Bird special has expired if you wait until the Monday after the Super Bowl. So get in on that. 30% Drake, and then it gets cut in half, that discount. As soon as uh, – look. I'm just telling you, you get the most of the site. It covers you for all 2023, but no strings attached. You get the most of the site for the cheapest. I don't get it why we do it. We should be charging 30% more, but it's stupid. Uh, that That's the way we do it at fantasypoints.com. That's the way we'll always do it. So uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. Hey, there. speaking of these commercials here, how much money has Burger King paid the NFL to oh. get these commercials on between Burger King and Pizza Hut? Now I know why, you know, it, Everyone said if during COVID, everyone worked out baloney. I went to the beach this summer. Nobody worked out. And it's because everyone's eating at Burger King and Pizza Hut. And they look terrible. <laughs> well, um, it, uh, yeah. I mean, first and foremost, Burger King, that, that it, it is annoying. I don't think it's as an – I don't pay attention to commercials. I know when jingles are in a commercial. Like, I know what when, – when a song is in a commercial, I'm like, oh, that's in a commercial – but I must be the, the the person that advertisers hate the most because I'll be like, oh, that song's in a commercial. What was commercial for? No idea. Like the um the Fleetwood Mac song, the oh, I wanna be with you everywhere, uh, which which actually yeah. had you know, right before Christine McVie passed away. But I don't remember. It was a car commercial, but I don't remember what company it was. Right. For. It's yeah. tough now. It's uh. The only guy anybody knows is Jake from State Farm. Everyone's on him. Yeah, well, I know the Burger King commercial because it says Whopper, 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 which is kind of hard to uh, not uh, not not know where that comes from. So good job on that advertising, Burger King. I don't know. Are, are you pounding people into submission, though, or are you, are you pounding people so much that they're going to McDonald's? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I mean, you're beating people over the head with Russell Wilson as your fantasy starting quarterback oh. this year. Uh, because in the championship of the Kings classic, Graham Barfield, we're going to get him on the show. Graham played Russell Wilson. When I saw I was going up against Russell Wilson in a fantasy championship, I literally started counting my money and Russell Wilson went out and put up what, like three or four touchdowns. He ran a few in. It was, it was crazy. So we all know the story with Russ. The, the team was terrible all year long. Russ looked awful. There was a counter going on if he was going to throw more touchdowns and he had bathrooms in his house at the end of the year though nathaniel hackett gets fired they kind of turn things around in terms of his contract they really are stuck with him for a while they got a potential out in 2026 where they could take 31 million in dead cap so russell wilson's going to be 
no matter at his age, which will be 35 next year, he's going to be a Denver Bronco for the next few seasons. Oh, for sure. Um, and uh, the hope is you get a coach in there. And I mean, Nathaniel Hackett looked completely outclassed from literally the first game. Um, you remember how it was like at, at that ge- at, at that week one game, we're all like, ha ha ha, Gino's better than Russ. And then by week 18, it was a slam it, put it, put it on an envelope, mail it away fact that Geno Smith was better than Russell Wilson. And they have to hope, uh, look, with the way Russell Wilson looked this year, I'm not sure any coach would have gotten a whole lot out of that Denver team. Um, but you just have to hope uh, Hackett looked out of his element you have to hope if you're the Broncos that he was so far out of his element that it just dropped everybody to the baseline worst possible level that they could have had for that team. I mean, but look, in an ideal world, is he their quarterback? No, but we know the reality of the situation. Russell Wilson is absolutely a Denver Bronco. We'll see if it's Sean Payton. Um, if I were Payton, I mean, the two jobs that are being mentioned for him right now are Denver and Arizona, arguably the two worst contracts in the entire sport are those two quarterbacks. Um, But Wilson's is just degrees of separation worse than anybody else's. So you just have to hope this was a one-year blip. If he gets back to being solid, I think that defense and and, and the talent around Wilson can probably make this a salvageable playoff team. I just don't know with based on the player I saw, if they're ever going to be a Super Bowl team with him at quarterback. I think Um, whether or not I'm buying into Russell Wilson is going to – frankly come down to who is the coach who is going to be running this offense because you need Russell Wilson to not be in a West Coast offense I want Russell Wilson rolling out I want Russell Wilson on the move one read run it throw it he's not a guy who's going to sit back there and break down you know 15 different routes you know he's not a Tony Romo type he's not Joe Montana I don't want that out of Russell Wilson I think at the end of the year he kind of you know he, he turned the corner and he played a little bit more like the Russ we knew in Seattle now, are you buying into some of his weapons? Cortland Sutton, great player. Jerry Judy, what a pedigree. You know, you got a couple of tight ends out there. Is and even his, his running player? back, Javante Williams, I think you could probably get him cheaper than you ever could right now. Yeah, but uh, I'm concerned. Our guy Edwin Porras thinks that was similar to the Dobbins knee injury, um, mm. which I'm really concerned about. I'll have to get we, – we can maybe get Edwin on the podcast, quite frankly. Um, but my concern with Wilson is – was he sufficiently humbled this year? Because in my mind, I think he needs a coach to be an asshole. I think he needs a coach to say, Russell, you were great. You were great for these reasons. You were not great for the reasons you think you wanted to be great. Like, okay, I don't know. Like, it's, let's just say there's there's a great bass player, okay? Pino Palladino is a great bass player. Where my, where's my boy, Justin Barnes? I don't know a thing about if Pino Palladino can sing. And if he's like, well, you know what? That's a real person. You didn't just make that name oh, up. Oh, no, no. He is like a big-time bassist. He was in uh, John Mayer Trio. He plays with D'Angelo. Um, it, like, I mean, he is a obsession bass extraordinaire. Lives in the pocket. But what if he decided, you know what? I'm this great bass player. I'm a world-renowned bass player. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pick up a piano and lead sing in a band. He could be terrible. You know, like it, you, Russell Wilson needs a coach, I think, to tell him, dude, these are the things that made you good. And and he might never be able to do those things again because the improv stuff with the, with the lesson mobility, it might be gone forever. But I think that's the only hope. A coach who's going to say, I am going to t- tell, show you all this tape from last year. Here are the things that this offense did that we cannot do under any circumstances. Here's what you did that you cannot do under any circumstances. Let's try to marry up some things that, that will work for you. If, if, if they don't get that guy, this thing's do it might be doomed anyway, but uh, if they don't get that guy, it, it's totally over. Russell Wilson, not to beat a dead horse Bronco, but um, but I mean, his dead cap the next two years, it's 107 million in 2023. It's 85 million in 2024. <sighs> And then forty nine million in twenty twenty five. So he's going to be there a while. Uh, next two teams, uh, they will definitely have new quarterbacks because they're going to be picking in the top four picks of the draft. The Houston Texans. Nobody screws up a wet dream like the Houston Texans, Joe. I mean, you're sitting here staring at the first overall pick, and your team. And I can't blame the players on the field, but it just or Lovey Smith. I can't blame him. And now I think were you on the air? Or was I on the air? I can't remember when that game ended. 
on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Pretty sure they, we were. Me and Paul. They, they complete a Hail Mary, and then they go for two. They get that, and the Houston Texans screw themselves out of the first overall pick. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter because they're still going to get a quarterback at two. It's just a matter of do you like C.J. Stroud more? Uh, do you like Bryce Young? I know there's a lot of talk about this Anthony Richardson kid out of Florida. I think he's going to get steamed up. Uh, but what do you think about the Houston Texans? I mean, their roster is pretty bare at this point, too. Yeah, and they'll probably trade Brandon Cooks. Um, here's the thing. Uh, I, I am a Bryce Young guy. Um, I'm not a – I don't consider myself a draft, Nick, but I, 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 I talk to people. I'm a young guy. I think he's head and shoulders above the next guy. But the one thing I will say, I thought C.J. Stroud to me was a Sam Bradford, Jared Goff type of guy. Um, really elegant thrower of the ball. But it, it, within certain context, you need a line. You need a system. I thought he was in, in many ways a see-it-throw-it kind of quarterback. And then he played Georgia's defense in the playoff and played better than I've ever seen him play. So that is going to be really fascinating because I think I saw Josh Norris bring this up. He's like, there's going to be guys like who have watched two straight years of CJ Stroud tape and have a full scouting report on him, a good scouting report on him. And then you bring in this Georgia game where he played at a higher level than that. And you're like, okay, now, is this a guy taking his game to a next level with a lot of extra time to prepare? Or was this more of a one-off thing? And he's still a very good prospect, but you know, like that is going to be the most fascinating evaluation because that tape that we saw from him in my, in my mind, you look at the level of competition, you look at what he did in that game. There's not going to be a quarterback who has a game that's going to be more impressive than that game. But as a whole resume, I think Bryce Young is a couple of steps above uh, C.J. Stroud. So, yes, the Texans are going to get um, their their quarterback. They're a red light. We know they don't they don't have their quarterback. But um, that 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 discussion is something we're going to have to have all offseason. Another team that's going to be looking for a quarterback, the Indianapolis Colts. So here's a situation where the Colts, I believe, right now with the fourth overall pick. There's rumors that, hey, the Colts want to move up. They could trade up and and get into, you know, maybe the one spot, trade down with the Bears. There's even rumors yeah. that maybe the Bears will trade Justin Fields. Who knows? That's a conversation uh, for another day. And we will have that conversation because as much as people are annoyed by it, that is a completely valid conversation. Absolutely. Completely valid. Um, no question about it. But here's the thing with the Indianapolis Colts. They're going to have a new coach. God willing, please have a new coach. You can't bring Saturday back. But this roster is really not that bad. So, do they go to the well again with the the retread, a Derek Carr type who will be out no there? Way. Or do they have to go? They got to get one of these quarterbacks. You cannot sell that on your fan base. And even though Derek Carr, in theory, in theory, would be the best option that they've acquired in the last three years, Rivers was still really good when they got him. People forget he had a really good year with them. Like, like, um, and then he just was like, I'm done, which is all, all his prerogative from Wentz and, you know, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan was way worse than I anticipated, but you cannot sell that if you're Ursay on your fan base, you can't say, Oh, I'm going to go get this new 30 and over quarterback. The only way I think they can convince them to do that is if they go out and they get like Justin Fields. Or, or like, you know, in or, or Lamar Jackson, right? One of these quarterbacks who's, I don't think you can sell Daniel Jones, although that's probably easier than Derek Carr. What I think is the most likely outcome for the Colts, the most likely thing to happen is they trade up to number one and take Bryce Young. That's what I think is the most likely outcome. Because that loss to the Texans also improved their pick to where they don't have very far to go. They're at four. They can go to one. They'll, they'll give up two first rounders. They'll give up a couple of extra picks and the bears will move down to four, still be able to get themselves an elite prospect. That, that, that to me is the most likely outcome. The only, they, they cannot sell their fan base on another 30 and over quarterback. That's not going to happen. It, if they go out and get a quarterback this offseason that's already in the league, it's going to have to be somebody of the fields, Lamar Jackson type young, super talented. That's the only way they can sell that on their, on their fan base. In my opinion. Could they, because they have a top pick, I, and again, I don't think their roster is that good to do this. What about Aaron Rodgers? 
No, I don't think they can sell that on their on their fans. I don't I think if the they fans do. even care anymore. <laughs> like, and I mean, no, they're all I watching Melton in the middle reruns. I think that's a passionate fan base, man. I. I don't think I don't think you can like what are we gonna do? Oh, Aaron Rodgers, he's been rumored to retire for three straight off seasons. We had Phillip Rivers, he got us to the playoffs, but he left us hanging after one year because he was fifty-five years old. Like, I don't think they can sell Aaron Rodgers on their fan base. I really don't. And the other good thing too is get the young guy because they're cheap. We all know about the windows. This team's not that terrible. I know you know they lost a lot of games, they had some injuries. You know, we got to get this line revamped here. You got a really good running back. You got a, a weapon or two on the outside. There's building blocks here for Indianapolis. I don't think they're that far away. It's very similar to a few years ago with the Jacksonville Jaguars, the next team we're going to talk about. And, of course, they go out two years ago. They get Trevor Lawrence. Boom. Now they're winning playoff games. That's the progression you want if you're a terrible franchise. You stack draft picks. You get big-time playmakers like Trevor Lawrence, like ETN. And you look at that defensive front in Jacksonville. That might be the thing we don't talk about at all. With, with the Jags, if you look at what they did in the second half of games down the stretch and in the playoffs, they were pretty good. And and there's your uh, cautionary tale for the Houston Texans, right? Winning a meaningless game when you have the first overall pick in your sight because we're going to talk about the New York Jets very soon. And oh, boy. Was there uh, was there an F up of epic proportions on that one? Uh, uh, you know, the Texans might end up better than that because – you know, Stroud might turn out to be if Stroud. I mean, maybe, maybe the Colts trade up to want to take Stroud. I don't know. Like, there's going to be lots of takes that have to 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 um that that need to simmer, and 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 we need to get you know a lot of the league's opinion out here. But man, uh, the Jaguars, they finally got their guy, man. Like, they're they finally got him. Um, you know, I think. Cosell said it all the time. It was unfair to call Lawrence generational because that meant people expected him to come in and be a pro bowler right from day one. Um, and, and Cosell was like, that's unfair to anybody, but like the tape said he wasn't an Andrew Luck level of prospect, but he was a damn good prospect. Um, and Jacksonville is locked into their quarterback and for yeah. the foreseeable future. Trevor Lawrence finished the year in fantasy as QB eight averaged over 18 points a week. I think he's going to be that sexy name in fantasy drafts come August that everyone's like, you know what, if I'm going to wait a little bit, I'm going to wait on Trevor Lawrence because he's getting Calvin Ridley to go along with Christian Kirk and another year with ETN. So that's the name you're going to get sick out there in America. Listen to people talk about Trevor Lawrence. I mean, how many people, maybe, maybe I'm just naive, but how many people listening to this, forgot Calvin Ridley was on the Jags because I'm like you know you know I, I was like Christian Kirk that you know they got made fun of for that turned out to be a pretty good signing regardless of the drop that he had Zay Jones I think was a lot better than anybody could have anticipated but I'm like you know they could really use another piece and I was like oh yeah they're adding Calvin Ridley to this team um but how, how much does he have you know like with the year off but that's going to be fascinating I totally agree with you the one thing that I would like to see Lawrence unlock a little more not that they want him to do this you know I would like him to become a little bit more consistent on the ground, like, because he has that ability. Um, I'm looking what did he have? He had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games with 20 or more rushing yards, but he also had eight games with under 10 rushing yards. So there's, there's an, there's an ability there. He's not a Konami guy, but he's kind of that pseudo Konami. He's an Atari guy. Uh, you know, he, uh, he, he, he's, he, he can add that to your game, but he's not quite there. I would like to see him do a little bit more of that. I'm not really sure if that's going to be a big part of what they ask him to do though. The next team, boy, they might have to think long and hard about this one. It's the Kansas city chiefs with Patrick. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can we skip this one? Yeah. <laughs> he's uh he's there. Uh, yeah, he's there through 2031. That's where his contract goes through. Uh, so we'll see how long, uh, you know, he actually plays on that and maybe the restructures or whatever, but they space that out a good long way so that they can actually build some pieces around him. I mean, you look at next year, he's only making five and a half million dollars base salary next season. The following year, the following three years, it's two and a half million. So hopefully Kansas what? city can go out and they can get another playmaker. Cause they definitely need one. Wait, wait, that's Mahomes' contract, man. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they did a hell of a job with that, didn't they? <laughs> oh, they spaced this thing out. I mean, when you get down his year, uh, let's see, in 2031, his age 36 year, there's no guaranteed money, so he won't see any of this, but his yeah. base salary is $38 million. 
Yeah, the the roster bonus is the big thing. Uh, and obviously, again, not being a cap expert, I'm sure that has positives and negatives to it for a team. But you're right. I mean, look, the receiving core is not very good. No. It's not. And, and and yeah, I mean, Mahomes has established himself. We know he's great. Everybody looks for other reasons. And, and you know, I even said it this weekend. I'm like, you know, if I – you know, I don't think he's the best quarterback, but if I needed to win on Sunday, I might take Joe Burrow, you know, but that that's just a qualifier of we have to figure out a way to talk about other quarterbacks while being able to have a discussion where we're like, yeah, we're grading them on a curve with Mahomes, but yeah, they, yeah. They've, they've got their guy. One team that doesn't have their guy is out in the desert, the Las Vegas Raiders, Derek Carr, it's a very odd situation where he's like, oh, we're going to keep him away from the yeah. team. Okay, whatever. I've said for years, Derek Carr is going to get cut this year. The contract works out perfectly. You can get rid of him. Derek Carr's – there's a lot of talk about Dak Prescott this week. Can you win with Dak Prescott? You absolutely can win with Dak Prescott. A guy like Derek Carr is just kind of – he's just there, right? It's like he's all right. He's a, he's a little bit above average. He's not terrible. But you know where he's got to go? He's got to go to a team like the Jets or the Colts or Atlanta. He's got to go. He's going to go to one of these he'll, teams. Going to be a placeholder. He's not going to. He will not go to the Colts. I do not think the, the Colts cannot sell the, their fan base on Derek Carr. Oh, another perennial failure, you know. But <laughs> I think a team like the Commanders can sell their fans on Derek Carr. I think. Um, I think the Jets could sell their team on Derek Carr. I think Falcons fans could buy into Derek Carr. I think there's a lot there. Um, who do you think is going to be the quarterback of the Raiders? Tom Brady. I think it's going to be a young gunner by the name of T. Brady. Yeah. That is exactly what I, I think Brady's going there, work with McDaniel. I think that's been McDaniel's plan, quite frankly. Yeah. I, I always laugh when people start talking about where some of these quarterbacks are going to go, and they're like Brady and, and Roger specifically, Joe. And they're like – all right, here's some of the options. They throw it like Tennessee. Are you out of your mind? You think Tom Brady's going to finish his career hanging out in Nashville with a bunch of bachelorette parties? Okay, that I actually mean, doesn't sound terrible. But <laughs> he, Tom Brady's going to Vegas, you know? Yeah, it's like if Peyton didn't go to Tennessee when he was getting courted, I mean, Peyton in Nashville, Tennessee is perfect. Like, why? Yeah, I don't, I don't view, I don't view Brady as a Nashville kind of guy. That's not a. You know, at this point, you know, he goes to Tampa. He gets to play in Florida with 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 elite weapons for the three years he went there. And I don't care what I don't care how it ended. Anybody who says that was anything but a rousing success is dumb. Like he went down there, won a Super Bowl, his seventh, the most ever, became one of what uh, one of uh, two quarterbacks with Peyton to win with two different teams. I mean, it was a rousing success. Yeah, he's going to a. T if he goes anywhere, it's going to a team with gravitas. The Tennessee Titans do not have gravitas. Yeah, our good buddy Scott Kobe here in the chat asks, and again, everybody, if you're hanging yeah. out watching us, and we'll we'll get in a schedule, we'll let you know, and that's why you should subscribe to the YouTube channel at Fantasy Points because you can get alerts to when we go live. Uh, asks a good question. He goes, "I can't see Brady going to the Raiders because they have a leaky offensive line and their defense is horrible." I can't negate those those claims, Joe. They do, no. but there's always an offseason to address the offensive line. I'm not sure the defense matters as much because, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, Brady can't solve all the problems, but they can address the offensive line in front of them. They have some talent on defense, too. You know, you've got Max Crosby, and if you have an elite pass rusher, you have some, you have some level there, but, yeah, I, I mean – I think they go there and, and they're going to make off. They're going to make moves. They have a, they have a new regime in there and, and you know, Mark Davis is going to want to, you know, I, I think on a lower, on a lower level than the LA, you know, that's a stadium that gets full of, of visiting fans. And I mean, you put a team in Las Vegas, I don't know what you expect, uh, you know, because I, I think Vegas is a good sports town, but people travel there. Hey, let's check out a yeah. Raiders game, you know, like, um, plan their plan their entire year to go to the Vegas away game. But no, I, I think Brady makes too much sense for the Raiders. If Brady decides he wants to keep playing, and I think every indication right now is that he is, I think that's where he goes. If not, and they're waiting around in the draft, you know, I don't know how far a guy like Will Levis out of Kentucky falls. Is that Anthony Richardson, the kid out of, uh, out of Florida? I think that's kind of an interesting play. Right. But the, the thing is here, um, I mean, we know McDaniels has taken a quarterback out of Florida before, by the way. Um, but I think what, what, what the point is for this entire discussion here, though, Drake, is we know Derek Carr's gone. 
He's gone. So, so they haven't. You can't. You can't put that toothpaste back in the bottle. No. After after they they've had a you know Derek Carr thanking everybody. No, no, he's gone. He's going to a new team. So the Raiders do not have their quarterback right now. And no, you know, no it's not Jared Stidham. I'm thanking the fine, Chargers ownership for finally getting rid of their offensive coordinator. And, and, and let's unlock Justin Herbert here. There isn't a guy in the NFL. And I, you can talk Mahomes. You can talk Matthew Stafford. I don't think anybody has the arm talent of Justin Herbert. That guy is a straight-up freak. And for all the clowns on TV that want to talk about it, oh, he's throwing pick sixes and all that, you're out of your mind, right? Yeah. Justin Herbert is freaking awesome. Let's get an offense in here that lets him throw the damn ball down the field. Maybe the offensive line can stay healthy for 20 minutes. And let's have Justin Herbert have an MVP type season. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, Joe Lombardi, I think you can, what, Matthew Stafford might have had his worst year under Joe Lombardi. So uh, I always thought that was a weird stylistic fit. Not that a coach can't change after a number of years. Um, I think we saw that with Brian Dable, who, I think when he was in the NFL, people before he went to Alabama, I think a lot of people probably considered a poor offensive coordinator. Um, probably wasn't a fair assessment at the time. But then um, we knew Dable um, once once he got the Saban treatment. I, you know, guys can change. I don't know if Joe Lombardi did. So yeah, Justin Herbert. Uh, let, let, he is our seventh green light here, Drake. Uh, I think we're pretty sure the Chargers have their guy. So this is going to be a flashing yellow if I've ever seen one, and it's the Miami Dolphins with Tua Tagovailoa. We just don't know what we're getting with him with you know, neurologically with all these concussions. You know he's going to come back because that's what these NFL players do. Should he? I don't know. Probably not. If that, Maybe if that was me. But the weapons are elite. I love the coach. I, I love the division. They got to score points. They play in great weather. But I, I don't know. I can't be for certain if two is going to come back. You can't. Yeah, and and that, that's what this exercise is for. Absolutely a flashing yellow light here. What if what if this what if in May at mini camps he has concussion symptoms? Like I mean, that is all on the table right now. What if he gets a concussion early in the season? I mean, no, that we cannot. The Miami Dolphins cannot be sure that they have their quarterback. And quite frankly, I wouldn't blame them if they use. I don't think uh, they don't have a first round pick first and foremost. Uh, but if they used like a round two or round three pick on a quarterback. I mean, they couldn't count on Teddy Bridgewater to stay healthy. I don't know what they think of Skylar Thompson. I haven't been terribly impressed, although Jalen Waddell had some drops in that game. I mean, no, I, I think all options are on the table, including signing a pretty expensive veteran backup quarterback this offseason. I think that's on the table as well. Yeah, I think that'll be a priority also. Let's let's say Tua does come back and play, Joe. Tua had some really good games. He was yeah. pretty good for fantasy a lot of weeks. Where would you rank Tua? And kind of like, what's that? You know, that cluster, where are you putting him in fantasy drafts? Because I think people, if he plays, are going to be in on him in that second, third tier. Yeah, I think he's probably going to go in that 14, 15 range where you can stomach drafting him and understanding that it's not going to crush you um, if he misses time. And I think the question now, more interestingly for Miami, is where did Tyreek and, and Waddle get drafted? And I think a lot of that is going to be cleaned up by what they do at backup. They have, they, in my opinion, they have to make an investment in the backup quarterback spot because every other spot on that roster, most spots, at least that's championship window. They can't squand, they can't squander that because Tyree kills not going to get any younger. If Tua has to miss a season like it. it so that's where I think Miami's going. I think they're going to make an investment in the backup quarterback position. You're listening to the Two Point Stance, brand new podcast here from FantasyPoints.com. Myself, Brian Drake, alongside Joe Dolan, talking about quarterbacks in the AFC, the NFC podcast coming soon. Make sure you check out our YouTube page and uh, Fantasy Points to make sure you don't miss that. I'm, I'm just enthralled here with Mac Jones and the New England Patriots here. If you look for fantasy in the 13 games Mac Jones played, Joe, he averaged 12.4 fantasy points per game. I thought he had a pretty good rookie season. I was kind of on the yeah. Mac Jones train. He looked awful this this year. I don't know. I mean, he's on the rookie contract. Do you sign off and say Brady won't go back to New England? Do we think that ship has sailed? Uh, Bill Bill Simmons doesn't think so. Bill Simmons is addicted to slop. However, like uh, so, there's a there's a Sixers podcast I listen to. It's called the You Know Ball Podcast, and they call they call trade rumors slop, and it's the best term. Just like. Like mm -hmm. like Woj and Shams come out and they're slinging slop all over the all over and uh, 
Bill Simmons is addicted to slop. So uh, I think, uh, and, and hey, let's throw it out there. I think a coach that uh, Brady probably respects and Bill O'Brien is back there as the offensive coordinator. I mean, I think that's possible. I'm going to, I'm going to put a yellow light there uh, for Mac Jones in new England with the full assumption that this, what I'm, what I'm scoring this yellow light as I can't sit here and tell you 100% absolutely barring natural disaster. That's their quarterback next year. Mm -hmm. I can't say that about Mac Jones. Do I think it's 90% and higher? Yes, but I won't go hundred percent. So I'm going to say yellow light. And I think the most likely scenario is bill belichick that front office have evaluated that coaching was a big problem for mac jones this year absolutely it was i mean that was an embarrassment last year with, with matt patricia and what are we their, doing their weapons like they spent so much money on henry and Janu, and Janu was a i loved i loved him for fantasy last year it, he was a huge bust for them i mean they're, they're spending big money on aguilar and you know just uh, now, Jacoby Myers is a free agent. Jacoby's a free agent, and I think there's rumors that he's going to go to the Raiders. Um, but so I, I, I just think like they they spent they spent a lot of money on guys, and I, I, I don't know if there's anything worse you can do than that. Well, you could spend the second overall pick on <laughs> on Zach Wilson is what you could do, and nobody beat up Zach Wilson more than I did. I made it a sport on that uh, Sirius XM show Sunday nights to make fun of Matt Wilson to, uh, to of Zach Wilson to get those jet fans riled up. Cause I would have so many of these guys coming out of the woodwork. A's yo's you don't know that uh, the jets they're winning out here because that's, you know, or I could do a my new haircut kind of thing. Like, yo ma, somebody <laughs> bring me some protein. Go, Google that one. Well, my new haircut. Not now, chief. I'm in the fucking zone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'll send you a photo of that later of uh, me going as that guy for Halloween. Oh, which wow. was tremendous. And so you've got, you got Zach Wilson. He was awful. He's lost the team. We don't know if he can ever come back and play for this team again. You've got Mike White, who they propped up and said, Mike White's the savior. Mike White's a backup. He's a okay? backup. Yeah, he's, a, he's, he's one of those guys. He's going to kick around the league. He can win you a game, but no, nah, he's a backup. And Joe Flacco, I mean, you might as well have you or I back there. Yeah. But what do you do in this situation? You've, you know, invested the second overall pick. Do you want to look that bad? Is this a Josh Rosen situation where you say the hell with it? We just got to go get another guy. This kid can't play. Are. We're going to get another guy. They were too good this year um, to to get a really good pick. This is this is Carr. This is Rodgers. I wouldn't be shocked if they make a play for Brady. Um, uh, that that's what this is. This is the landing spot for one of those veteran quarterbacks. I actually think a really fun one would be Lamar. Hmm. Like, I think that would be fun as hell. Um, but the, you and I both said we had to put Baltimore as a yellow light, but we, we think the most likely is he goes back there. But the, no, they're big game hunting this offseason. Yeah, and, this I, one's they more can't do orange. it during the This is draft. a yellow turning red. How funny is it, though? You could see. Oh, I have it red, Drake. Oh, I have okay. it red. I, I, don't, I, I don't think there's any way in hell they can tell say, oh, Zach Wilson's going to compete for this job. There's no way. How crazy is it? The these two comets passing here of green Bay quarterbacks of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, both with, you know, it, it took Favre a while to, to leave. He's always playing hokey pokey with retirement. Now Aaron Rodgers is kind of doing that. And then when they leave, are we telling, we're going to end our careers here with, with both guys going to the jets. Like, can we get a, a pit stop in Minnesota too? I mean, what are we doing? Oh, by the way, um, Brett Favre, I know he's been in the news for other reasons. Um, the funny part is the poor Jets. He he had probably the worst season of his career there, or one of the worst seasons of his career. Then he goes to Minnesota and play. Go watch if you can stomach watching Brett Favre highlights. Go watch some of the 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 2009 Favre in Minnesota. He was probably the best he's ever been that year. And then Bounty Gate, you know that happened. But yeah, I mean, look, right. And, and this is a team that's poised to win, by the way. They are talented everywhere. Everywhere. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Look at that squad. They built a good roster. They just whiffed at the biggest possible spot. Well, a, a team that didn't – I don't think they necessarily whiffed at quarterback, but damn sure they whiffed at offensive coordinator. 
How in the world can the Pittsburgh Steelers bring back Matt Canada no after the disaster that we saw this season with those wide receivers? And you're going to have Kenny Pickett stunt his growth again for fantasy. Again, you know, we like talking fantasy here. The, the name of the, the website is Fantasy Points, after all. 28th in the NFL in terms of fantasy points this year. He averaged 12 points a game. He's right. got studs on the outside. I mean, teams would kill to have wide receivers like that. And the guy scores 12 points a game. And you're going to bring mean, that OC back? Like, I'm not trying to say that, you know, you can't say Kenny Pickett's blameless. But, you know, I never looked at Pickett this year and was like, oh, he's lost. Like, I never looked at him like like we saw Zach Wilson, right? Uh, but I don't know how you can draft a guy like Kenny Pickett. First and foremost, he what was he, the 20th pick in the draft, somewhere around there, something like that? If a quarterback goes down there, that's a quarterback guys have significant concerns about. And that doesn't mean you can't be great. You know, Lamar Jackson was the last pick of the first round. Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick. Dak Prescott, fourth round. I, we, there, there's all these examples. But I don't know how you can look at that and say, you know what this Kenny Pickett guy is? This is the kind of guy who can overcome bad coaching. Because he sure as hell isn't that to me, man. He is not that. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know what they're thinking. I know my Steeler fans friends are pissed. They are mad about this. Like nobody like Matt Canada. And right, you look at the roster, you're like, all right, the offensive line isn't great, but really good receivers. George Pickens is a star. I thought Najee Harris, I ripped him in the first half of the season. I thought he played as well as any back in the NFL in the second half. I thought he got his attitude back. I thought he got his nastiness back, mm-hmm. which was which which he has to be because of the style of runner he is. But I don't I and maybe they looked at that and said, well, you know, we, we almost made the playoffs, but I, I, I think they were, it, this isn't Mike Tomlin style and far be it for me to criticize Mike Tomlin. I mean, he, he, he'd eke out a nine win season with you at quarterback Drake. Um, he but, 10 with me, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like that. I like, I, you, you got a little dog in you. I, I like that. I can play. Hey, I'll invite all the fans out right now. Come to the fantasy football expo and you can hang out at, uh, uh, Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium and watch me just run past other fantasy nerds catching bombs in the flag football tournament because you know yeah, but, it's, yeah, but it's you're not, a quarterback though I just I just put you a quarterback you know not not receiver. I throw it to myself okay, I got nobody like else perfect. to throw to it's like those old Mr. Perfect vignettes yeah. from the WWE in the 80s I throw it up and I run down 50 yards and I catch it um I I think Drake Mike Tomlin would win 10 games with you at quarterback but Far be it for me to, again, criticize Mike Tomlin, who's obviously done way – I mean, the guy's going to have a bust in Canton, and rightfully so. Um, but if there was ever a team that should have tried a, a little bit of an outside-the-box offensive coordinator hire this year, you know, try to maximize that talent, it's this one. And, and I know their fans are not happy about the Matt Canada situation. Yeah, it's it's, it's tough – so we're, we're at the end of the line here, Joe, and it's a team that I, I think it's it can't be yellow. It's got to be red. The Tennessee Titans Ooh. with, I mean, can you bring Ryan Tannehill back coming off the foot injury? Uh, it's I, not going to be Josh Dobbs. Obviously, we know that Malik Willis did. He was not ready to play. Was and it was evident bad, that they yeah. picked a the guy up off the scrap heat to come play the final few games in the playoff, uh, you know, basically a play in game. But Ryan Tannehill, that's a name we haven't talked about yet today. If he's not the starting quarterback, he's not on the roster. Right, exactly. So I actually have them yellow because I think you can convince the fans that like, hey, look at what Willis did. All right. Like we can't. And if they're if they're a team that like, let's say they miss out on Carr or maybe Lamar or, or, or you know, I don't think Brady's going there. But, you know, why? I don't know why Brady would go to Tennessee right now. They don't have any weapons. Um I, I think they're the kind of team where you're like, guys, we got to roll it back with Ryan. We got a new offensive coordinator. I think it's more likely he's not there. And I think he ends up in like a Washington or, or an Atlanta, um, something like that. But I, I, I have to think that like, if they, if they're a team that, you know, they're picking in the middle of the draft, like if they're a team that can't, um, get one of these veteran quarterbacks this off season, they could probably just ride it out with Tannehill. Um, would I be excited about that if I'm a Titans fan? No, but I don't, I, I, I think it's more likely than not they, they make a move, 
but I'm not, I'm just not sure what that move is for the Titans. I, I don't know what your, your take is there. There's an out with his contract. This is the last year of Ryan Tannehill's contract. So he would be a lame duck quarterback. He's going to make 27 million base salary. He's got 18 million dead cap if they want to move on from him, which it's a large number, but you know, these cap guys, they can work around all, all this stuff. New general manager obviously is going to make things complicated. Yeah, new general yeah. manager, new offensive coordinator. That's why I think it's more likely than not. He's not there. Um, he's probably still good enough where a team's going to ask him to start. I don't know if any fan base, like, could you imagine, could you imagine if the Colts brought Tannehill in? Oh my God, their fans would revolt that. See, this is why I'm saying the Colts can't, the Colts can't go for another over 30 quarterback, but you know, I think maybe a team like Atlanta where, you know, um, I saw Debro, he, he mentioned obviously Lamar plus London and Pitts would be great. I think you can sell the fans there. Brady's gone. The Saints are in no man's land. The Panthers are in no man's land. We've got a team. We get competence at the quarterback position. And and we're not sure Ritter's the guy, but he might be. You know, like, I think you can sell fans on, on Tannehill there, especially given the Arthur Smith connection. I, I just think there's other spots where you're not going to get a fan base excited about Ryan Tannehill. Could you imagine? So uh, Ryan Tannehill follows Marcus Mariota again. I mean, Ryan Tannehill was better than Marcus Mariota from the day he signed in in, in Tennessee. That, that Drake, that is one of my all time great takes, by the way. Uh, uh, when when Miami when Tennessee traded for Tannehill for a song, I, I might have tweeted it. I might have said it on a podcast or serious or whatever. But I said Mariota's getting benched for him midseason. And how close were the Philadelphia Eagles all those years ago? Remember that do the deal, Howie, to go get Marcus Mariota and trade the farm to go up and get him at well, like that was that two. was when Howie got neutered, by the way. That was Chip. Yeah. And then everybody's like, they get Chip Kelly. They wanted Chip Kelly to go make the deal. Chip was still a mad genius. And they're like, oh, Chip, he traded for Sam Bradford. Oh, he's clearly going to use that to go get Marcus Mariota. And no, no, it, Sam Bradford. And yep, that was that. Uh, um, it, I don't think anybody's ever pulled the wool over my eyes the way Chip did, man. Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. I mean, what's unbelievable is how fast this first podcast has gone by. The first episode of the two point stance in the books again. We'll be coming back with it all off season, all through the regular season. Joe Dolan, Brian Drake, hanging out here with you. We want you to go over to fantasypoints.com, utilize the thirty percent off special, folks. You don't need a promo code. No bells and whistles. Just sign your ass up. Get ready for 2023. Maybe you lost in the championship. Maybe there was some crazy situation because of the DeMar Hamlin issue. And, you know, hey, I couldn't. Yahoo said I lost, so I lost. And now my name's not on the trophy. We're going to change that this year. Go to fantasypoints.com. You're going to get the best rankings in the business. You're going to get the offseason talk. Wes Hubert breaking down draft, uh, you know, prospects like you've never seen. And everybody else we've got on the staff there. It is a kick-ass site. You're not going to want to miss out on it. Fantasypoints.com, 30% off. I can't be I pay for it. I, you know, I pay the 30% off, folks. So if I'm paying for it, you guys should use it too. I'm, trust me. I'm not just a you know a member, uh, I'm also a client. So, Joe, fun time. Glad we could do it here. I I've waited the entire show to give the oh, you celebratory beer. You let it get warm, man. Uh, the, this this is going to be the commercial for the Yeti koozie. If this thing's still cold, let's see. Cold enough for me. All right, <laughs> I have a so I have I have Hydro Flask. I, I rotate my water through these. I love these things, man. It, it I bring it to bed with me, and it's cold in the morning. It's amazing. My wife hates. And we're going to kill the end of this podcast here. But if you're hanging with us, folks, hang for another few minutes. So where we. My wife is like, you cannot keep drinking out of plastic water bottles like this. She's oh, like, oh no, you're, you're hurting the earth. It's not good for you. I love these water bottles. It's like a 35 pack for $2 at the grocery store down the street. And I can't get, I, there's something mentally in my head about drinking out of those hydro flasks. I'm like, it's disgusting. I can't put my mouth on this. I don't know what the hell's wrong with you, man. You just and if if, if you've been like, here's what you do. Let me, let me let me give you a little pointer here. First and foremost, you have two of them, so you can rotate. I have two. I have two of these big ones, and I have two that are that are car cup holder size. If okay? we don't have a sponsorship from these guys, by oh, July. oh, Hydro Flask. By the way, yeah, let's uh, let uh, Dolan needs. No, we need to pay the bills here. Um, <laughs> so here's what you do. 
first and foremost, little little vinegar cleans it out every every like month or so, every month, two months. But like these things around the rim, all you do, you take some soap, you take a little vinegar, take a Q-tip. All right, clean up all what you might see in the nasty spots. Get under the rim in here. It's it's spick and span, man. I can't recommend it enough. Or you just get the plastic bottle. Either way, folks, we hope you, you had a good too. time with us <laughs> hanging out here. Go over to fantasypoints.com. Check out all the great work. So many free articles. Uh, you can uh, you get lost in it because I do all the time. And, of course, go to the YouTube page and subscribe. And we're going to have tons of content there all offseason. So, for Mr. Dolan, I am Brian Drake. Thanks for joining us here on the Two Point Stance, folks. We will see you next time. Good night. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Fantasy Points.